0: Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro, where we discuss all things music, the business of music, and making your mark as an independent artist. We're glad you're here, so let's get this show started. Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast. My name is Pedro. What's up? My name is Lewis. And we got a... a Pretty heavy episode for you all. We got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on, man. And we're going to hit you off with kind of the quicker stuff first and then go into the meat and potatoes.
1: Yeah, let's get into a little bit of music industry news.
0: Music industry news. Uh, we mentioned a few episodes ago about K pop and the explosion of that. BTS is the name of the group that's. Really, the, the big deal right now. Who just did Saturday Night Live, by the way? They did. I got to see the performance on there. It was pretty well done. Some very polished pop, to say the least. And, I, you know, I was impressed. First of all, uh, the songs were mainly in Korean. So uh, you, I can't understand much of it. But as far as their performance goes and their showmanship, they are, are top notch. I mean, You could tell that they've been practicing and they have really good chemistry. They work very well together.
1: Look, some fun facts. They rehearse three to four hours per day. They all live together in the same house. Uh, They have a huge house where they all have their own separate rooms and studios. Um, So they are a well-oiled machine. I think we talked about that before. Um, And you only can get perfection when you are a thousand percent committed like i mean they're committed every live breathe this every single day together so they're they're going to be tight
0: yeah and, and i know that they've mentioned in several interviews that in the beginning it was difficult for them to to be together i mean you imagine a bunch of guys in this you know over and over again i mean it's it always can cause a little bit of an issue but they said that that really helped them gel and create some really good chemistry which shows when they're performing so it's a it's a it, it was well done i was pretty impressed by their performance and of course i mean they're super popular so anything that they touch right now is pretty much gold and you know and speaking of bts i mean one of the things that is interesting because they're all male and they're from south korea There's mandatory military service that all males have to do out there and they haven't been able to get to that because they're so busy performing and traveling. But they were interviewed about that and they all were a little, you know, hesitant to go into too much details about that, but... How long all of
1: this will last is anyone's guess, but there is this. Military service is mandatory in South Korea. There's only so long you can delay it. Um, Will you serve? As a Korean, it's natural, Jin said. And someday when duty calls, we'll be ready to respond and do our best. Do you worry about breaking off, separating, going different ways? I don't want to think about it at this point, Jungkook said. We have something really good going. That's the answer. We just
0: enjoy the ride, live in the moment. And that's all we could do. I think that's an interesting concept, Lewis, that, you know, eventually you're going to have to cut your career short to go to the military. I mean, Elvis Presley did that at some point. Um, You know, then there were other times where artists didn't want to be drafted. And, but... It's a story that's very interesting in today's age. Yeah, where you yeah. have to you have to go to you know. Well, it's a different country,
1: right? Different, different laws and and different way of approaching things. They were really timid about the subject, um, and we're talking about an interview on CBS this morning. It's available on YouTube and it's directly on CBS. So check it out. It's a good interview, and they kind of talk about their duty, um, and at some point that you know they, they'll need to face that. But right now they're living in the moment. They're living in the now. Um and enjoying the time they have together, you know. And I think we've talked about this before. Since there's such a well oiled machine, you know, who knows? Are they interchangeable? Can you just put another member in there and it kinda just ticks? You know, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but it's interesting.
0: Yeah, and and to add to that, what happens if a member leaves and they're out for a period of time? Does does that hurt the chemistry? Does that, you know, give them a, a different feel? You know, it's it's akin to an important member leaving a group and you moving on without them i mean it's not the same thing like the jackson five but when when the jacksons michael jackson said look i'm gonna embark on my solo career they never really got it together yeah um unless michael jackson came back and and helped them out and it was mostly as a favor because he was already a superstar at then so bts there's a there's a, a time there there's there's a clock that's ticking and the end is it could be near because disrupting what they're doing right now to go to the military is, is probably gonna hurt them in the long run. Yeah, so yeah. Um, And they range in the
1: in the ages between twenty one and twenty six is the oldest guy. Um and uh, you know, who knows if, you know, on the back end they have they're molding two or three more guys who are learning the same dance steps and the songs and who knows? I you know, who who knows how that stuff works in the back end. Um, but they're, they're such, there's so much money behind that group. Who knows what, what the plan is?
0: Yeah, so it's always good to keep you all kind of informed in that because eventually this is probably, in my opinion, going to lead to perhaps the end of the group. I mean, there's a, there's a fine line of having a group like BTS continue on past what you would say age 30 just because uh, the pop music scene, specifically in K-pop, they cater to such a younger audience. So that group that's fans of BTS are growing with them. They're going to need to have another group at some point to cater to the younger girls. Right. So it's it's a, just a revolving door and a moving cycle. So we'll, we'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, there.
1: we'll keep you posted. Do you know what
0: happened today? Uh, today is B-Day, baby. It seems like every day is B-Day, isn't it? Isn't it? Every time I'm reading, it's like Beyonce did. You know, she brushed her hair, and it's like the internet exploded.
1: <laughs> she is the queen. I'm not okay. Look, she's not only the queen because she's she's Queen B, but to me, she is the queen of innovation. She is the queen of staying one step ahead of the game, staying one step ahead of the trends and how people handle music in this social media age. She she got it down pat.
0: She is on, on, just head or And I would like to say she's forward-thinking. And when somebody like Beyonce, who has so much influence, thinks in that sort of way, what she does becomes what the norm is. It's something that she is very aware of her influence. Right. She's thinking very ahead. And, And she's always been that way. If you really look at her career and kind of what she's been able to do, She's been able to mature and grow while cultivating an audience that honestly is one of the most fierce and loyal uh, at the moment or ever, pretty much.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it started, what, three years ago? She dropped, as a surprise, she dropped Lemonade. And it wasn't, you know, just an audio album, but it was she had a video already recorded completely, edited, ready to go for every single song on her album. And dropped it at the same time. Who does that? Who does that?
0: Yeah. Beyonce does that. Right. And and once you do something for the first time, everybody is going to be seen as a follower. And I think what we're trying to get at is that she continues to do that at a very rapid pace. Right. And speaking of Coachella, she was, she headlined Coachella last year, which was historic. (laughs)
1: 18. Yeah!
0: Yeah! And you know, they paid her a good amount of money to do that. I don't know if it was somewhere between eight to twelve million dollars, but that's a good amount of money on its own. But she wanted to make sure that that money. Kept growing. So, what she did was she hooked up with the concert promoters and said, Hey, I would like to have access to record my performance. And I'll work with you if you allow me to do that. We'll work together and we'll make something out of this. And they agreed because the promoters are like, Hey, Beyonce speaks, we're going to listen. And Mm -hmm. if you look at it, yeah. And if you pay attention to the 2018 performance of Coachella, it was very choreographed, well done. The video was very selective. You know, it wasn't like this like when you go to a concert and you just see everybody panning to wherever, right? Right, right. It right. was with uh, she,
1: she already had that vision, she had the vision, she knew. What she was doing and when she approached it, it's not just a performance for her. She knew she what she wanted to do. Then in the future, you know, put it out and be able to extend that $8 million that she earned for, for the Coachella exactly, performance. Incredible. Exactly. Incredible.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, along with some of the other work that she was recording, she kept that footage. Netflix, obviously, they're trying to gain some exposure here. They're doing really good work with their documentary work. They yep. teamed together with her. They had you know i mean they were they're giving all kinds of artists some really good money to do exclusive deals she joined with them and this is the first project that came out of that which was Homecoming
1: available now on Netflix uh,
0: yeah available on Netflix uh some of my friends who are big Beyoncé fans have seen it they're loving it they they're saying it's gospel but on top of that she released as a surprise an accompanying live album of that concert footage edited nice and neat with I think it was almost 40 tracks because there was so much going on so she continues to be ahead of the game being smart just you know and I, as you all know in in the business that we're in right now Lewis streaming is king so she's like look not only I mean look I already got paid I can't get money from the Netflix deal because I don't get paid for people to be playing the documentary but they can sure actually, she gets paid from playing the there you go. The live concert fan audio. Yeah, for sure. And smart girl. You know, we were talking offline about this, Lewis. And, and this is key for independent artists out there, folks who are out there trying to figure out how to monetize their business. This is a great deal to do something like this. You can still team up with a group or a concert promoter or somebody. And still be able to find ways to continue to monetize that work.
1: Yeah. Be visionary. Maybe you take less upfront for the performance and to be in a position to negotiate, to look at future revenue. And that's exactly what she did. You know, She probably took less than what most headliners would have taken for that in order to be able to film and be able to future monetize as she's doing now. So, you know,
0: kudos to her. Yeah. And, and for those who are, are paying attention to what we're saying start thinking about that because Lewis as you know sometimes you go and you make a performance you do a performance and there's a lot of cost incurred in there you might have to travel you might have to pay for you know food expenses rental cars whatever the case is you, you don't right. win out from that performance your goal or your hope is that that can gain you some sort of following but if you were able to say hey if I can bring instead of bringing some friend of mine was just going to tag along do I have somebody that knows how to use audiovisual equipment do I have somebody that's going to be able to help me get some merchandise out there do I have somebody that's going to really handle my Twitter account Instagram account while I'm out there start thinking in a way of exactly it doesn't have to always be money but start thinking of how you can use what you have at your disposal to be able to continue to monetize that's right. What you can do,
1: you're absolutely right. And regular performance that you, you come out for at a club can turn into a music video for you. You know, you you get someone to come out and film you arriving to the venue and and backstage and you entering the stage and then performing. I mean, that's a music video right there. You know, you kill two birds with one stone. Just think out the box, be creative, and like you said, maximize every opportunity that's before you, and uh, and be creative about it. There may be folks listening who don't know what Coachella is, right? So Coachella is a music festival that's held every year in the desert in California. Um, specifically, it's in um, Indio, California. Depending on when you hear this podcast, they just wrapped up um, this year's Coachella, which runs two weekends back to back every year. So this year was April 12th to the 14th, and the second one was April 19th to the 21st. So they have a bunch of artists, huge, uh, you know, huge venues, huge stages. And and one of the key things that, that, that I had learned was that many of these artists, uh, you know, they pay for their own staging, right? So their own stage design, or how ec- ec- eclectic they want to be, or how basic they want to be, they pay for that. So for as an example, last year Cardi B got uh got, got invited. Actually, I'm sorry, this year Cardi B performed uh at at Coachella, and she ended up actually paying more for her stage than she got paid. She got about seventy grand per show, so she did both shows, and her stage, her staging came out to almost three hundred grand. So a lot of artists know the type of investment they need to make because they know what they're going to get out of it. Coachella is part of the hugest music festival in the world right now. Um, There, if 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 you if you want to be anybody, that's where you want to be. Yeah,
0: and and to that extent, in terms of being creative and being able to monetize, Kanye West. Did a bit of a surprise performance uh, at Coachella. Said, they don't know.
1: On the
0: now, just to backtrack a little bit, Kanye West was invited to perhaps be a headliner, but he asked for so much extravagant stuff. Coachella, Coachella actually said no. <laughs> they were like, "No, we can't do this." So
1: you know, he ended up getting the uh, the Sunday service, right?
0: Yeah. So he decided to do kind of a bit of a surprise uh, performance, and he's been doing this funky little thing called Sunday services. And if yeah, he does that, and he does that in Calabasas, I think he does that every yeah, week. Yeah, he's been doing this thing where he, you know. Kind of creates the church of Kanye, and they play music, and it's really funky. If you if you don't know much about it, you should Google it. Uh, again, um, my tolerance for Mr. West is is a little low at this point, but you know it's it's viral. He does he 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 does these things. It's invite only. There's some cachet to it. So Kanye's not dumb. He's he knows how to kind of drum up some sort of buzz. And he did his version of Sunday services at Coachella, and uh, what I wanted to get at was he was selling merchandise at Coachella of, oh, of Sunday services. I heard services. about
1: that. I heard about that. It was called Church Clothes. It was, a tent. it was.
0: It was literally a tent that said Church Clothes on it, and he was selling shirts that were plain as day with words like Church Clothes. Did you see the pictures? Yeah. <laughs> they
1: were. <laughs> They're like like they like 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 fruit of the loom sweaters and rags is crazy. And, uh,
0: socks. A pair of socks. Fifty dollars. I mean, you're talking about two hundred and fifty dollar long sleeve shirts here. That is uh, crazy, bro.
1: And 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 not you're not even getting no glitter. You're not getting any cool designs. You're getting a plain brown shirt with a couple of black letters look, on it. I'm
0: gonna be real honest with you. It was garbage. But he was he was selling it for such an extravagant amount that it, it kind of almost builds cachet to it. It's like, well, if it's $300 and Kanye's selling it, I need to have that. Yeah. It's it's a microcosm of how, I guess, the world is right now and <laughs> how we really struggle.
1: It's a damn <laughs> but shame. But
0: at the same time, you cannot fault Mr. West for attempting this because... Yeah, and exploiting it, absolutely. There, there's fools out there. I mean, look. Merch is merch. When I went to see Eminem uh, a couple years ago in Manhattan, uh, the show was a lot of money. It was a great opportunity for me to see him live. And they had merchandise, right? So what did I do? I bought something because it had the date on it. It was a nice graphic shirt. I won't wear it all the time because I like it and I don't want to mess it up. And it wasn't cheap. It was like $35. But that's not... $250 $250 with the word Eminem on it. I mean, it was like a decent, it was a decent shirt. So
1: you guys got to see what we're talking about. We'll post the uh, the picture on our blog uh, under the show notes. It's incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah. On the show notes, we'll have an article on there. That'll have uh, at least some samples on it. I mean, the online world was pretty uh, a buzz about that. And there were some very interesting articles, which I probably won't post about, but I'll have you all kind of just just google Kanye West Coachella. A lot of people had a, some very interesting opinion pieces on the fact that Kanye West is perhaps exploiting the fact that people are kind of being sheep at this point and you know his performance was not well received. And I was I was yeah. surprised about that. People Yeah, I
1: think he only touched the mic maybe for two or three songs. He spent most of the time behind behind the keyboard, um, you know, directing the choir. You pay all that money and, and he's asking for this exorbitant amount of pricing for for merchandise that does, doesn't even deserve it. And, you know, you just question where is he exploiting his fan base, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I guess what we want to get at is you have two very fervent fan bases. You have the Beyonce fan base or the Beehive, which I believe it's called. And you have... Yep. Kanye West, you know, they, these people they they gain the trust of a public and now they have the opportunity to basically tell them what to do and it, Beyonce has been more careful, in my opinion Strategic, I would yeah, say of how she can use that to her advantage uh, for what she believes can impact many people and of course her pockets, but Maybe Kanye West has not done the same. I, maybe I'm wrong, but at the same time, it just—it's starting to feel that way. I mean, there's multiple people that I speak to that are like, "Look, I like Kanye West. I think I like his music, but at this point, nothing else really really matters to me. Like, they, he's not gonna get me to buy a $250 shirt or whatever."
1: Yeah, but you—I mean, we all gotta remember. I mean, and this—this this is a reality. You know, he—he he has the backing and the, the managerial um, expertise behind him of the Kardashian family, you know, and there's, I'm sure there are some influences from that that sculpt how he approaches his business, exploiting his music, his opportunities, you know, they're, they're geniuses at that, so.
0: Who knows? I, I totally agree. I think that there's definitely a, a bit of a Kardashian effect there in, in, in how he is going about his business. And you know Kardashians, the they make a lot of money, so you know they, they must be doing something right in that regard. Well, they make a lot of money with not a lot of talent. Yeah, and and you know sometimes I say to myself, uh, how do, how can you get to that point, right? But again, <laughs> you have a lot of people that feel like they're connected to them in somehow because there's, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. They're so open that you're like, I think I know them, and it's. Believe it or not, it's something that people to this day always, you know, they're nosy. People are nosy by nature. The fact that if you're a private person and you don't tell people what we're up to, it, like, makes them want them, you know, they want them no more. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a weird thing. We, you know, we live in a real, we crazy world. But tell us what you really? would, you know, I want to know what people think. What do you think about this, first of all? About Kanye, if you haven't seen the Kanye West clothing, would you buy it? You know, what do you think about uh, Beyonce's live album? I'm gonna go and check it out. Just, just I like live albums, so I want to see at least how that was put together.
1: Cool. I'm definitely gonna check out the uh, the Netflix documentary. Interested in seeing that?
0: Yeah, and it's out now. Go out and check it out. It's on Netflix. Doing very well. And quick footnote, I believe. Uh, the Lemonade album thirty-year anniversary is out or coming up? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Actually, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. The Lemonade album originally dropped uh three years ago, and it was exclusively available on title today or or this week. Uh, the album became available on all music streaming platforms. So, uh, three years later, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, everywhere else. Now you can hear the uh, Lemonade album.
0: Yeah, which means that uh, streaming money coming in on something that is three years Ooh. old. And <laughs> what the crazy thing about that is that I, I, I have not read the news yet, but uh, there's a very good chance that it will chart on Billboard because of that. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Uh, so, and there's even talk about her being nominated for some Grammys. So madness uh, right there. Uh, but lots to chew on. This is an episode that you probably are going to want to hear a couple of times because you want to absorb everything we just talked about here. But uh, don't forget to check out the website, www.musicallyspeakingpodcast.com. Show notes on there, uh, links to a lot of what we're talking about here so you can get yourself more familiar. And please give us give us some love, man. Subscribe, share, give us your thoughts on some of this stuff here, and and get, continue giving us feedback, man. We're loving the feedback. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro. Be sure to visit musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes, past episodes, and our blog. Please subscribe, like, or share with a friend. Till next time.